This is the Prepare for Awesome podcast, where we educate, inspire, motivate, and empower you to strive higher, push further, give more, do more, be more, as you become all you possibly can be. It's the science of motivation. Hi, this is the Prepare for Awesome podcast, episode number 11. My name's Vic Williams, and I'll be your host for the next 25 to 30 minutes as I share with you some ideas that are designed to educate you, inspire you, motivate you, and empower you in your daily life, to encourage you to live a life that is worth living, not one that's filled with the endless pursuits, uh, which have no real lasting legacy or value. On today's show... We'll be talking about uh, becoming hungry for uh, a full life, um, a life well-lived. Back in the day when I was growing up, and I know most of you can relate to this, I remember so many occasions when my uh, father or mother would say no to something I wanted in a shop or somewhere I wanted to go or whatever it was that they were saying no to at the time. And I'm sure... Uh, you can remember many such occasions from your childhood. I remember many times thinking, I can't wait until I'm 16 and I can leave home and and then I can make my own decisions. Or I just can't wait for my mom to get home because I know she'll say yes. Or on other occasions when I thought, I can't wait to have my own money and then I can buy uh, whatever I want. You know, I can buy anything. Um, It's kind of this whole thing of, I can't wait. Later in life, after I left uh, home and joined the Air Force, and of course, was now earning my own money, I realized how little money I actually did have. And I would think, I can't wait until I'm a corporal or a sergeant or something else so that at least I'd earn more money and I'd have some more to spend. And again, I'm sure that many of you have had this type of conversation with yourself on many occasions throughout your life. As have I. I mean, this is a, 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 a kind of a conversation that I think all of us have on a regular basis for with ourselves. You know, I can't wait for this or I can't wait for that or I can't wait for the next thing. And what actually sparked this discussion was um, while I was waiting at a pedestrian crossing for the lights to change just recently, I overheard a, a couple speaking. They were standing at the traffic lights with uh, two young kids and it was the last day of school before the summer holidays. And, and most, of, most of the kids had already uh, come out of school. It was a beautiful hot day. Sun was shining. Um, and kids were out and about all over the place. And the man turned to the woman. And his words were kind of what got this train of thought uh, started for me and ultimately has led to, to this discussion. His words were this. I can't wait for the summer holidays to be over because these kids are driving me mad already. Now, I couldn't see his face and his tone didn't sound angry or out of control. So he may just have been saying it in jest because these kids weren't kind of out of control or running around or doing anything crazy. They were kind of just standing there waiting and he may have been saying it in jest, although he may have been serious about it. However, what did get me thinking was this idea of, 
I can't wait for X, Y, Z. I'm sure you know what I mean. You know, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for that. Can't wait for the next thing. I can't recall who the author was, but some years ago, I remember reading a statement that said this. Most people spend so much time wishing their lives away, waiting for a time, an event, an occasion in their lives and forgetting that life is for living today, not for waiting. And that's the point right here. Life is for living, not for waiting. Again, recently, while going through a bit of a rough patch in the business, as all of us in business do, uh, we went through a bit of a tough patch. I caught myself uttering these words uh, to my wife. I can't wait to be through this because then we can. But here's the thing. Your life and mine are always on the go. And there's always rubbish stuff that we've got to get through. There will always be life and life is often messy. In fact, life is kind of full of lumps and bumps. Some big, some you hardly notice. But there's no smooth road through life. People say no. Clients let us down. Salaries don't meet the household budget. People die. Children are born. Summer holidays come around and then there are snow days. Cars break down and people disappoint us. But we can't spend our lives wishing it were all different. This is life. And we have to live in it. With the rough and the smooth, we have to live with it. With the big waves and the small ones. I know I've said this before and I will probably say it again in the future. You're here until you go. You have a life. You may as well live it for all it's worth. and Stop wishing it away. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about living a life that's out of control or living a life that's just wild, abandoned, doing anything and abusing people. I'm not advocating recklessness or foolishness or losing your morals and ethics. I'm not saying live a, an abusive life. But rather, what I'm saying is that you and I need to be hungry for a life that is full and rich and is well-lived. A life that every day adds value to you and those around you. Not one that is miserable and tears people down, but one that's full of joy and builds up and lifts people and transforms situations. So what is this idea of living well? What does it mean and, and how does it affect you when you do live well? Now, most people, if asked um, what does it mean to live well, are likely to conjure up uh, an image, I don't know, of spending lazy days on a snowy white beach on some tropical island, drinking exotic uh, cocktails and wondering what they're going to do tomorrow. Or have an image of their mind of this well-honed and chiseled body instead of the flabby out-of-shape one that you currently have. Or living well may mean a healthy bank balance and a great house uh, to wander around in. For some people, Living well is having a stable job, uh, uh, an average income, uh, a one-week-a-year holiday uh, in some overcrowded resort in Spain. While for someone else, it may be having a large family that gets together every year for Christmas and stays in contact 
throughout the year via social media or phone calls or however they stay in contact. Now, I'm not talking from the perspective of any kind of empirical evidence, but these are typically the answers which I get when I ask the question, what does it mean to live well? This is typically what people say to me, you know, living well for me would be to um, be on a, a beach on some tropical island or they would say to me you know if only I had a healthy bank balance and a beautiful home to live in then I'd feel like I'm living well or you know I, I'm happy with earning an average income and, and well, one week a year holiday in, in some overcrowded resort. Kind of those are the typical answers I get and while all of these uh, are what may describe or be described as the outcomes of living well. The question is, do they define living well, living a life that is well lived? As I mentioned earlier, life is for living and living means acting. Living well, from my perspective, means participating in your life with intention and with passion. So intentionally get involved in your own life. It means getting involved in your own life, both in your head and your heart, and then giving it horns, you know, giving it everything you've got. Life is more than just existing from day to day. You know, so many people I hear, I've got this great job, and, and then you hear them moaning about uh, they've got to go to work in the morning, and it's this, and it's so drab, you know, get up in the morning, uh, have lunch, get home, feed the kids, go to bed, and also that they can have one week holiday or two weeks holiday a year. I don't know, that just to me is existing from day to day. For me, living well is about being fully committed to even the most mundane tasks. I think it was the, the philosopher Voltaire said, God gave you the gift of life. It's up to you to give yourself the gift of living well. Now, irrespective of your religious beliefs, here is a simple fact. You have the gift of life. And as long as you draw breath, that life has value. And that value is expressed by you living well. Living well is an attitude. It's making the most of where you are and with what you have. It has very little to do with education, um, personality or family wealth. It has very little or nothing to do with social status or rank. So let's say, for example, you're in a lousy dead-end job that you absolutely hate earning minimum wage and are surrounded by negative complaining people all day long. How do you live well in that space? Now, like I said, it's about an attitude. And a quote which um, has been ascribed to so many people over the years, uh, don't really know where it comes from, but it says this, the way in which you do one thing is the way in which you do everything. So the way in which you do one thing is the way in which you do everything. So if you're earning minimal wage in your job that you hate, change your attitude and put effort in as if you're earning maximum wage. And think of the job as an opportunity that you've been looking for your entire life. And before you know it, things will change because you have chosen to live well. Live well in that set of circumstances. And I know what I'm talking about. I've been there. 
I know my wife has been there too. In a dead-end job that's going nowhere, she's had the attitude of, I'm going to make the most of this. I'm going to be the very best I possibly can be, even if you're paying me peanuts, because I know things will change. As my attitude is one that's put out, that's good attitude, that um, is, is really on top of my game, things will change. So it's about the attitude you have that delivers the ability to live well. But what about if you're living in a country of limited opportunities? Work where you are in such a way as to create the opportunities for yourself. Change the way in which you perceive your situation. Act within that situation and make the choice to live well until it changes. Then you can live well in a new set of circumstances. Let's take um, probably one of uh, the people that we all know well or have heard of and, and a hero of mine, and that is Nelson Mandela. Let's take him as an example. He was educated as a lawyer. He was a, an intelligent man. Yet, he was imprisoned for his beliefs for 27 years and then became president of his country four short years after being released. We know from his writings and the testimony of many of his friends and colleagues that he always had the right attitude and knew circumstances would change. And they did. His attitude in prison was the same as the one that he carried throughout the rest of his life. How he did one thing is how he did everything. And there's so many other names that could be mentioned. Uh, Holocaust survivors like Viktor Frank Frankl and Simon Wiesenthal, who survived the most incredible deprivations with the right attitude because they knew the possibility is that things would change. So let's be honest right here. You only have one life. I want to encourage you this week to make the the change in attitude to live that life well it's your choice you decide how you live you decide who the people are that you associate and how you associate with them you decide all those things but it starts with you making the choice to live well so i want to encourage you this week to make that decision to live well identify those things in your life that you can change through making that decision to live well. So that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. It's been really great chatting with you and I look forward to doing it again uh, in the next episode. Again, it would be great if you could hop over to Apple iTunes and leave us a review. Obviously, we'd like five-star reviews, which would help the show to grow and get uh, out to more people. So if you would do that, it would be great. Again, I want to thank you for your time today and look forward to chatting with you in the next episode when I will share some more ideas with you about helping you to become the best version of yourself that you possibly can be. I wish you a great day and remember to be awesome today.